0: Hey everyone, happy Monday and welcome back to Take Out Podcast. Um, Today we'll be covering the second part of the Model Minority series that we were planning on discussing from our last episode. Um, If you haven't checked out the first episode to Model Minority and how we uh, discuss the different aspects of the Model Minority myth, um, go check out our first episode. We're sorry if this episode is coming out a little bit later than we expected it to. Um, Yeah, things just got a little busy um, and we had a friend visit from Asia, so... Yeah, definitely got caught up in, you know, just life things, So, but we're back now. Um, So welcome to the second episode on our coverage of the model minority myth. And today we'll be covering how the work hard and smart aspect of being part of the model minority directly harms Asian Americans who want to pursue careers outside of the stereotypical Asian careers. Um, So yeah, just to jump into that, you know, where we started our thoughts on this specific section of the model minority myth is beginning with the stereotype that Asians are always doctors, engineers, lawyers, or businessmen or women, and basically any occupation that makes a lot of money. Um, And this is part of the reason why we feel Asian Americans are given the model minority title. Um, And so this leads to a tendency that Asian Americans are portrayed as the nerdy archetype for um, students or young children. Um, We're good at math and good at science, and we wear glasses, and we study all the time. Um, And so those are all kind of aspects um, to kind of this model minority and also the career paths we choose. Um, So I guess to start off today, you know, where, Jules, do you think this comes from the idea that, you know, we're always this nerdier kind of um, and STEM oriented ethnic group?
1: Um, I think it comes from a couple of different things. Um, From my perspective, I think part of it is inertia so i feel like a lot of our parents um they want us to be what their parents were and what they were and i feel like a lot of asian americans from older generations are doctors engineers or lawyers primarily doctors there are so many doctors (laughs) um yeah another thing is peer pressure i mean i like filipinos are not on the whatsapp culture but they're definitely like i there were like a bunch of filipino moms that my mom hung out with when i was growing up and their kids and me—we were all doing the same things, um, and they always wanted to brag about what I was doing to their to their friends. Um, mm-hmm. So I feel like a lot of it is peer pressure from other parents, um, and just pride to not just in their kid but also in themselves, and kind of like, oh, these are my kids and I raised them. Um, I feel right, like right. in the beginning I had this like internal kind of. Um, I don't know, conflict, because I was like, oh, I love that my parents are proud of me, but also like I feel like some of it is just like centered on themselves as well. Um, yeah, Asian parents lastly, really
0: like, uh, I guess, showing off their kids' achievements. Yeah, they definitely do.
1: Um, and I think the last bit of it comes from um, good intentions. Um, I think the last part is just they want a piece of mm-hmm. minds. Like, I think my parents, you know, they want me to have a lucrative career just so that they know that they'll be you know, they did a good job, but also that I'll be all right without them. Um, so, right. yeah.
0: Yeah, and I think on think? my end, I think on my end, it's, like, pretty similar. There are, like, definitely a lot of points that you said that I think resonate with me, but I think there's also, like, a few other ones that I think um a lot of the times we also kind of overlook or forget about. It's also just, like, the fear of being left out or being a disappointment, right? Um, like, a lot of the times when we try to fall into or pursue these careers of being a doctor or an engineer or a businessman, it, it's almost as if like this model minority myth is a stereotype that pushes us to do these things. And if we don't do these things, then we look like we're the failure of the quote-unquote model minority, right? Or we're the failures of Asians. And so I think that fear of being left out is a huge driving factor into why a lot of young Asian Americans do pursue tech or whatever it may be, Um, and, you know, even, even for me, I think I'm also, um, a victim of that or to some extent, obviously. Um, but you know, I ended up at in tech or fintech and that's what I want to do. So, you know, I'm pretty much like the the prototypical, um, Asian male. And so I don't Mm -hmm. think I'm the best outlier example of that, but yeah, I think definitely that fear of being left out is a huge driver. Um, and I also think a big one is, um, the predefined notions of like what success is, you know, like. Asian parents always tell their kids, you know, success is you making a lot of money, um, you living a stable life, raising a beautiful family, you know, you live in a fancy house in a bougie neighborhood. And that's exa- that's essentially what success is to an Asian American, or at least a lot of our parents. Um, and so I think that is also a huge driving factor into, you know, why exactly... Um, Asians nowadays still go towards these very high paying or high education fields and don't diversify. And then finally, I think something also is like, we often surround ourselves with like, you know, people we know and people that are similar to us, right? Like birds of a feather flock together. (laughs) Um, And so we hang out with other Asians, right? And because of that, you know, there's this like echo chamber where other Asians go into like these fields, and then you feel the need to do the same. And all you hear and all you talk about is the same exact things like recruiting, and stuff like that. And that becomes kind of this like, echo chamber where you just, that's all you're surrounded by. And that's all you know. And so that like, also is a huge pushing factor into, you know, why we have this model, this nerdy archetype, or, you know, where these things come from. And I guess uh, leading on from that, though, like those are some of the reasons why we feel that this this, mo- this kind of stereotype of being, you know, high educated people exists. But have you ever felt like, obviously, and I mentioned this briefly, like in your education or your career so far, it was influenced by some of the factors that we listed above?
1: Uh, yeah, definitely. I feel like there was a lot of pressure growing up as a kid to be smart like right. I, I could have been I could have been born dumb I don't know um, <laughs> but there was a lot of pressure to do well in school um, and a lot of like I felt unnecessary emphasis like of going to a university that was an Ivy League like it didn't matter which of the mm-hmm. Ivy Leagues I went to maybe not Cornell <laughs> sorry. Um sorry <laughs> but you know I just had to go to one of them right. um, and that was something that I felt like For most of my childhood, you know, there was the goal that I was, like, doing. Um, And then once I got into Penn, it was, like, oh, like, maybe you should get your master's. Or, like, have you thought about what kind of job you're going to do once you graduate? And that was, like, immediately, Mm -hmm. you know, like, I feel like freshman year, that was, like, oh, I got to Penn and now what? (laughs) Right? Right. There was no, like, relaxed period of, like, like, yay, like, we did it, you know? It's, like, maybe, like, a party was thrown for you. Um... And I'm definitely, like, very grateful for my parents and the pride that, like, my family members and even my friends have for me. But I feel like sometimes it it makes me feel pretentious. I think, like, imposter syndrome is so real Um, Mm -hmm. because of this. It's just, like, you're kind of bred to do this for your whole life, to be smart and to be successful, quotes. Um, And you just kind of feel like a fraud because, like, is this really even what I want? Is this, like... Mm. You know, someone just someone just told me to do or, like, raised me to be, um, am I even good at it, right? Like, I right. don't know. Um, so these are definitely just a lot of mixed feelings that I've had because um, of the model minority
0: myth. Well, you're definitely pretty good at it because, you know, now you're in San Francisco. You're doing the, the woman in engineering track. So, you know, you did pretty good for yourself, I'd say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, but I think on my end, I there's also like a lot of influence on on these very fa- various factors on like you know where I'm at today, right? So like there's this really funny story actually I have. Um, basically, when I was in like middle school or early high school, um, my grandma had a conversation with me, and basically she told me that like I'm the oldest Lee, so my last name's Lee L I, right? So I'm Chinese, and you know Chinese people have this very strong. Um, I guess emphasis on the first male or the oldest male in the family. And so on my dad's side of the family, I'm actually the oldest quote unquote like Lee male. Um, And so like, even though I have older cousins who are also boys, they're um, the children of my dad's older sister. And so they don't have the last name Lee. Um, so, you know, I'm actually, like, technically the oldest Lee in the family, and so, you know, I think this is, like, end of middle school, like, my grandma basically was, like, shoveling this burden of the whole family pride on my me, and she was just, like, oh, like, you're the, the, the lao da of the li's, in Chinese it's just like the the biggest li, and like you have to do well, and you have to make our family proud, and I just remember like being told this, and I didn't understand it at the time, but like I feel like that is like definitely something that you experience as an Asian American, Um, that kind of influences your education and career throughout your life, right? Like even amongst your immediate family and extended family, this these pressures and like influences still exist, and I think- Part of that led me to, you know, ultimately double majoring in CS at Penn. Um, you killed like, yourself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's like, um, like originally when I went in, I didn't know if I wanted to do CS. And so, but eventually, you know, just with who I hung out with and like the pressures, I guess, of like, quote unquote success. Like I definitely fell into that trap a little bit was I just decided to, you know, like add CS as another major at Penn. So I think like, yeah, that's like a manifestation of You know some of the pressures and like this model minority myth idea that influences our lives. So I think yeah, like those are just two things that I experienced. I think definitely had were influenced by the things we talked about earlier. So I thought that was super interesting to like reflect on.
1: So I mean you touched upon it, I touched upon it, but how might like this notion, this myth that all Asians are smart or have to be doctors, engineers, like how else can this be harmful to us? You know I think. We might think it's great that um, we are thought of as the high-intelligent or highly skilled workers in the United States, but the model minority title often comes with, you know, subtle hints of racism. And where do you think we we see that in our lives?
0: Yeah, I think um, the idea of like the model minority myth with regards to our careers and also like young Asian Americans, it like definitely harms us in. The idea that like Asians are incapable of any other profession other than the nerdy ones, you know, like um, there's been a lot of controversy in Hollywood about you know Asian actors not getting representation, or like even in movies about like Asian culture, right? Like the Great Wall movie or whatever that was, like the main protagonist is a white actor, which is like pretty weird, and I feel like um, especially if it's a movie on like the Asian culture and Asian history. Um, So like Hollywood is an example, you know, like sports are another example. There's like this, like, um, you know, like Asians don't play sports, which is like, you know, like it's not completely false. Like we're, some of us are short, but it's also like, it's just not like the mainstream American media sports that we necessarily are like as dominant in. And so I think like this idea of like, like Asians not being capable in any other industry is definitely one part of the model minority myth that, like, leads to, like, us being called nerdy in a derogatory way or generally a, a, not a positive way, um, and it definitely hurts us in that way. And I guess, yeah, like, that that relates to my next point, which is, like, you know, it's I think being a nerd isn't a bad thing, right? Like, it's, like, no. there's definitely a lot of, like, I think I'm pretty nerdy. Like, I wouldn't say I I'm a complete nerd. Right, like, I'm not a complete nerd, but, like, in American culture, I feel like it's, like, being called a nerd when you grow up is, like, generally very negative in connotation. Right, like you're not admired for your intelligence or like your book smart, right? For when you're called a nerd in like elementary school or middle school, even in high yeah. school, right? Like you need to like fit in to be like quote unquote the cool kids, right? Who cannot like you can't be cool and nerdy, right? Like like when you're young, like there's that this like interesting like. Um, like situation or I guess scenario where like you can't be both they're like mutually exclusive events and so like I just remember in my childhood in Colorado where you know there wasn't a huge Asian population like I would always try to fit into the cool kids group and like play football during recess and like try not to present myself as being nerdy so yeah I definitely think that's another like subtle area where like Asians are often like facing an uphill battle in terms of like how this model minority harms us when we like in when we kind of like were thought of as high intelligence and like nerdy but how about you
1: yeah well I think definitely like felt those things too when I was growing up for this whole time I was like maybe it's just in my head right. um, but it's good to hear that you know my peers also felt this way not good that you felt it but right. good to hear that <laughs> there is some empathy out there um for my situation um a thing that I like I think struggled with personally and also have noticed is that you know this model minority myth like perpetuates norms and sometimes unattainable goals that can be super harmful for a developing child a teenager or even an adult right mm-hmm. like if these things can lead to low self-esteem which can push someone um to you know suicidal or depressing thoughts I feel like when you have so much pressure on you to do well and to succeed especially for I feel like only children or like the oldest child of, like, Asian families, you have all this pressure to, like, be a good example and to, like, carry the line, um, and it's really a pressure cooker, you know, and if Mm -hmm. if you don't get into an Ivy League, like, people might not even, like, mention your college, like, you know, or it's like the world is
0: ending or something. Yeah,
1: (laughs) this is definitely harmful, and I think something that we should, um, Keep track of and keep in mind as we get older and as we become greater influences on, like, the younger generation.
0: Right, and, and to your point about, like, perpetuating, like, unattainable goals, like, some people just aren't good at math or science. Like, I, I think it's, like, this, this like, thought, like, I don't know, people think that, like, Asians are just born good at math. Like, we can do calculus at birth or something, <laughs> but, like, nobody is born naturally with math skills. Like, yes, there's research that shows, like, exposure to numbers within your first six months can influence math skills at age three and then that can probably snowball into affecting your later life like math skills but it's like we as asian americans aren't just born the next einsteins so like when when people kind of like put this like high expectation on like schooling and education on asians it just like yeah like you said it just like creates this toxic like environment for us to grow up in in terms of like learning and like high expectations on us and so I think like, yeah, like in another aspect, you know, like the, the model minority myth hurts, you know, a lot of segments in the Asian American Pacific Islander population in terms of like, what is success? And what is a good Asian? And I mean, obviously, this is a, this is a huge topic, like what is a quote unquote, good Asian? Um, so I think but we won't dive too deeply into that. But I think, you know, the idea of like it hurting asian americans in terms of what success is it like this model minority myth and like the idea of like success it often demoralizes and like dissuades young americans from or asian americans from pursuing like different careers than what is typically expected of an asian american so yeah i think that's just another side note that i felt like was something important to mention
1: yeah and it hurts us in the workplace and, you know, work isn't everything, but it's definitely a big part of our life. Um, and there's a lot mm-hmm. of studies that say that, you know, Asians are often views, viewed as smart, diligent, focused, quiet, you know, all these mm-hmm. good quotation marks heavy quotation marks um, (laughs) qualities um, which make us desirable employees but not actually desirable leaders you know so asian americans are often the last ones to get promoted because we're supposed to be quiet and we're supposed to be just technically competent and you know nothing else we're not bold we're not creative we don't take risks right um so it's unfair for us um, and it's definitely something that you know is because of the model minority myth
0: yeah and i think to that point how it hurts us in the workplace like It's actually like this model minority myth is very much like untrue still in a lot of aspects. So like there was a brief published by the Economic Policy Institute called Unfairly Disadvantaged. And, you know, it basically studied the differences between Asians and, you know, the white population in terms of like having advanced degrees. And so they found that like Asian Americans with bachelors or higher degrees are actually more likely to be unemployed than white workers with similar education levels. And I think that also goes back to something you said as well Is like, okay, like, we get that we're supposed to be like technically competent, you know, we put our heads down and crunch the code or like, Mm -hmm. do the engineering, but like, we're just not good leaders. And there's a lot of studies that have also been done where like, specifically, like Asian American men are rated very lowly in terms of qualities like leadership and teamwork and communication. And so that, like, like you mentioned, leads to a lot of kind of studies showing that, you know, Asian American men are promoted less frequently, um, struggle Mm -hmm. to climb the ladder within like companies. And like, yeah, like, you get like, obviously, there's a lot of circumstances involved, and we don't know all the complications. But I think that's definitely something that's, you know, reflected that like, this model minority idea still hurts us in the workplace, even though we're still viewed As this like super intelligent and like nerdy, you know, ethnic group in America. So I think that's something that uh, we definitely need to understand a little bit more in terms of our workplace struggles and like just seeing the data itself.
1: Yeah, I think that's called the bamboo ceiling, right? Right. Asian Americans aren't leaders. (laughs) Right. Right. So yeah, so women have the glass ceiling, and Asian Americans have the bamboo ceiling. Just a lot of um, ceilings, I guess. <laughs> yeah, just a lot of ceilings for us to break through. Um so we've talked about, you know, the issues obviously, but um what can we do to change this thinking? Um, you know, like I feel like we should end our podcasts in a lighter note and also just a productive note. So what do yeah. you think, Steven?
0: Yeah, I think um, one of the things I think amongst the Asian-American community that really needs to be done is redefining what success is. You know, what is success? Is it about the money you make? Is it about your happiness? Is it about whatever, following the the to-do list of being an Asian-American? Like for me, I'm a pretty firm believer in the idea that money is not equal to happiness. Um, You know, like money does do a lot of things for your life i think it gives you like the socioeconomic freedom to be happy or to do things that make you happy but it's not going to bring you happiness right like you still need to utilize that money or do something that you really uh, truly are passionate about and i think you know in an asian american culture at least in a lot of you know our surrounding parents' views you know like money is equal to happiness and that, you know, pushes a lot of pressure on the younger Asian American generations um, that, like, in order to be happy, you have to go into specific fields, which I think is very untrue, you know? Like, there are a lot of Asian American creators of various spaces, you know, arts, performance, you know, politics, that are truly pursuing what they are and, like, what they want to do and are very happy, but still are looked down upon by a lot of the Asian American um, traditions. And so I think you know, that's one thing we definitely need to do to change this way of thinking is we shouldn't allow like others' perceptions of Asians with the model minority myth to influence what makes us happy or what we do with our lives. Like, I think that's something that we definitely need to have a a broader dialogue about. Um, And I think also just like realizing the harms that, you know, being the model minority uh, places on young Asian Americans, you know, we always think that this model minority title is such a great thing, we're amazing and all that, but... You know, it actually places a lot of burden on young Asian Americans in terms of their education, their careers and their lives. So it's like, yes, it's nice and all to have this cool title, but it's also like something we need to realize that isn't always it's not a positive thing at all points. You know, like, it's more like a blanket statement that like makes us feel good, but isn't necessarily a good thing for us. Um, And so I think that's something that those are two things that I think we we can do to change this way of thought. How about you, Jules?
1: Um, on a similar note, I was thinking that maybe we can expand the definition of what being a leader is. You know, stereotypically leaders are bold and outspoken, um, but they can also be empathetic and thoughtful listeners, which is what, you know, characteristically Asian Americans are supposed to be. And so I think, you know, companies should think about that in the way when they like I don't know if if you have this in your company, but you know, when they have those charts of what, oh, this is what you should be doing for the next two months so that you can get promoted, you know, those things like being empathetic, being thoughtful, and being listeners um, should also be in those charts. And with that being said, like Asian Americans should be given more opportunity to prove themselves as leaders as well, Mm -hmm. you know, more chances to lead projects and just, you know, have that what is that called? The the thought, the initiative, and like the mindset of being like, oh, you know, I think this person has not been a feature lead, or I don't know Mm -hmm. what it is called in other industries, um, to take creative risk. Um, So yeah.
0: Yeah. And I think to that point, like, it's not even just that other people giving us opportunities, but also as Asian Americans, you know, taking that, that bold and bold first step, right? Like, a lot of the times, Asian Americans can be a little bit more shy, or, you know, less likely to to, I guess, break out of the norms. And I think, you know, like as an Asian American male, you know, I'd hope that in the future, I push myself to be outspoken um, in the workplace, and also like take more, you know, on my plate, be willing to lead, be willing to listen to others and communicate in a team environment so that, you know, maybe we can break this stereotype that we aren't good leaders, you know, so I think definitely, even in the Asian American community, we have, you know, some things we can work on in terms of what being a good leader is. But yeah, I think along those lines, you know, I think we basically covered um, a lot of the things we wanted to talk about in this section of the model minority myth um, and debunking that. Um, Just wanted to kind of end with some concluding thoughts. Um, You know, like, I think the model minority myth, along with the predefined ideas of success, what success is, play a huge influence on the lives and careers of young Asian Americans. And I think that's something that we talked about a lot today. Um, So, like, I guess on a more personal story... um, You know, I have a little sister and she's 10. So, you know, we're both, we're 12 years apart. So, you know, if you're nerdy or you're Chinese or into the Zodiacs or, Mm -hmm. you know, like we're, but we're two tigers. So that's pretty cool because it's one whole cycle. Yeah. And so there's actually this like little Chinese, like, like nursery song that's like, like goes like, Two tigers, are like Yangjialaohu, so um, it's pretty funny in that regard. But I guess, sorry, going back to <laughs> my my actual story, like she's 10 years old and she's already kind of like shooting to be like me because I, you know, went to Penn and it's an Ivy League, um, you know, and working in tech. And so, like, I have did, you know, okay for myself. And I think, like, because it fits the mold of what Asian Americans should be like, she automatically wants to be more like me. And she Mm -hmm. faces this pressure at such an early early age that she wants to go into Penn. You know, I didn't even know what college was at 10. But she has a dream school already a list of dream schools. So it's like,
1: that's crazy. Right.
0: So it's like, I think that's something that we definitely want to conclude on as a, you know, a point of thought is like, you know, we need to definitely think about what success is and we need to try to influence the next, next generation of young Asian Americans to think a little bit differently and think a little broader than, you know, maybe some of us have thought in our, in our upbringings. Moving on from that, another thing I think we should definitely con- consider is, you know, we need to th- rethink and reevaluate what success means, like I mentioned before, but also how the model minority influences that, right? Like, we don't need to live up to what other other ethnic groups coined us as the model minority, right? Like, we don't need to be the engineer or the STEM people or the doctor because the rest of America's population thinks that we are, we're like that, you know? Like, we need to reevaluate and rethink what the model minority is doing to our population and, you know, kind of fight back against that and, like, take a stand for what we want to be as, and you know, making our own decisions and stuff.
1: Yeah. And I think my biggest takeaway is that we really need to look inwardly, you know, as much as there is, you know, barriers for us in the workplace, a lot of it is coming from our own circles, our own families. Um So mm-hmm. we need to think about, I don't know about you, but sometimes I think about, you know, one day I'm going to be a parent. It's not really that right. far away. Um, so I just want to think carefully, be out, carefully about like the things that I am influencing, the things mm-hmm. that I'm doing subtly, um, you know, the things that I'm mentioning, maybe I shouldn't talk about like where I went to college, like super soon when I start raising my own kids. Right. Um, and just be more careful about like their mental health and just like giving them the right definitions for what leadership is, what success is, what, what passion is, you know, um, mm-hmm. and letting them make I'm thinking about them like my children, um, but <laughs> younger the younger generation make those decisions for themselves instead of right. us telling them, you know, this is what we did and this is what you should do. Um, right. So yeah.
0: Yeah, I definitely feel that because I feel like sometimes I'm like a, a third parent for, for Rachel, who's my little sister. So <laughs> definitely feel that part a lot. But yeah, I guess with those, you know, three major concluding thoughts, I think that that wraps up what our discussion for this topic. Um, so yeah. Like, we have two more topics coming out. Um, we're still in the works of doing that, but we'll definitely get that out in a more timely manner. So thanks to you guys for sticking with it um, and sticking with us, even though, you know, we're a little bit inconsistent recently. Um, but yeah, look out, look out for that. We'll definitely be discussing um, more, uh, I guess, segments of the the model minority myth. And then also, you know, vote, right? Like, register to vote. You know, this is coming mm-hmm. out, out likely um, on like when in a time when voting is coming up and the elections are coming up so i think definitely you know go vote we'll have a ideally a an episode on voting and you know specifically the asian american population not liking to vote so you know like definitely we'll we'll get to that soon but uh yeah thanks so much for tuning in um we hope you enjoyed this episode and we hope to see you guys soon
1: all right see you guys
0: bye-bye